taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you keyboardists listen to. This week, Willie's falling over vampire ghosts. The news is trademark. Our topic is gaming the movie system. And our dragon this week is in everything. Composer, Matoi Sakuraba. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. And I'm Joe. Hey, guys. Welcome back, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. We didn't know if you were coming, so we told them last week that, like, maybe. Oh, was, cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was a hard maybe. <laughs> hard, <laughs> hard maybe. We'd like to give you an open. Yes. I appreciate Keep that. your options as fluid as possible. I appreciate it, and I'm glad to be here again. I missed it, but yeah. here I am. If you didn't come, I was going to tell people that you murdered someone and you were on the run and then you couldn't make it, but you would definitely be back. And that's okay. It's understandable. Yeah. Sooner yeah. or later, this is going to go very wrong. <laughs> Maybe. Us continuing to call you a murderer. This is this is going to be like exhibit B in yes. some sort of... It'd be like, well, you see, Your Honor, if you see here on these transcripts, everyone accuses him of being a murderer. That's not a coincidence. Sounds to me like a perfect cover for if you are a murderer. <laughs> no, it's just a joke on a podcast for yeah. video games. Oh yeah, you put the word podcast in there, all that credibility shit. Yeah, they go, like, oh, it's yeah. a podcast. Never no, mind, never mind. No. Man, this is amazing. So let's get to our games though this week. <laughs> what are you playing? And this week, uh, I'll start us off. So I'm playing Fall Guys, the season two. Which is getting mediev- medieval, Mid- medieval on your butts. What kind of phrase was that? <laughs> medieval on your butts. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not going to tell you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going oh, on it. Yeah, we're getting medieval. Medieval. I said it again. You did. We're getting it again. medieval on your boats. <laughs> boats. Say it. Good. Uh, Good. Uh, got the boats coming in. All right, I'm done with my game um, this week. Uh, <laughs> so, so I always have trouble with the word medieval as well. Yes. Because it's spelled weird. Yes. And I kind of have to say it the way it's spelled, which is like medieval, mm-hmm. and just say it quickly. Yes. Medieval? It. medieval. It's like mid-evil. But it's not. But it's, it's medieval. Yeah, right. I know it is medieval, but you say it you like say it medieval. medieval. Or medieval. <laughs> no. No. No, we promised what? not to do that. Brian, what was your game like? Continue. I was just looking like, let's see how long this progresses for. Uh, so yeah, I'm playing Fall Guys, and it's got you know new things going on with it. So it's got like a, a couple of new boards. One of them has like a giant swinging like spikes on it. And it's, yeah, it's like a big log with spikes. Yeah. It, it just wants to harm you. Yeah. It's, it's much more Moon of Endor than it is uh, sure. medieval. Yeah. But... <laughs> that reference makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's more of the same, really. I, mean, okay. they, they, mm-hmm. they, I think they've kept almost every single one of their previous stages for, from what I saw. Although now you can queue up to be to just do like the gauntlets, which is just the races. Okay. So oh. instead of having team games, it's all just gauntlets or just okay. solo events, which I, is pretty cool. Can you be a centaur? No, not yet. You can uh, be an orc. You can be an orc. Okay. Oh. A wizard. I think like a dwarf. A knight. I saw the knight. A knight. Yeah. A princess. Like you could be a knight and a centaur. You could be like a knight and a horse and its rider at the same time, which would be very funny. Yes. A knighted centaur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
we played for like a good hour or so, yeah. and I don't. I think we only saw one of the new game types. Yeah, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I don't know how many there are, but I know that there's one where you push things around with the with your team, and mm-hmm. we never came across it. It's the one I want to play the most. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, but it's you know still a lot of fun. Uh, they still have kept the uh, changing of the the courses every now and then, so it still has Big Yetus the hammer at the end of some mm-hmm. of the some of the ones. So. Still more of the same. Just now it's a new... You can now rank up again up to 40. New costumes. I think they just uh, announced a collaboration with Sonic. So now there's a Sonic costume, which oh. looks really weird. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> very weird. strange. Yeah. yeah, It's like Sonic with no face. Oh. Yeah. Or, it's, or, or it's wearing like a Sonic costume. It's like yeah. just weird. It's really weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm for it. I like weird. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what this game is. That's this yeah. game's bread and butter. <laughs> oh, and it has a dope new soundtrack. They remixed oh, the main theme. It's that's right. Like, it's got that renaissance feel to it. Oh, it's really great. Yeah. Oh, wow. It very much sounds like there's like a renaissance person following you at the fair <laughs> playing Fall Guys music. To be honest. coconuts behind you. Yeah. <laughs> this update feels less medieval and more renaissance to me. Agreed. Actually, like, yeah, like Fest in Fall Guys. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. And it looked like they gave everybody, if you had competed in the first season, uh, they gave everybody, I think, a unicorn costume as well. Oh, oh that's where that came from. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Eh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that because I saw that that unicorn costume. I was like, did Brian just waste all those crowns I made on a dumb unicorn costume? <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't mention this to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was my game, Fall Guys, season two. Nice. Ba-ba. And then what about you, Joe? What did you play this week? I am continuing on the quest of lethal mode of Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh. Yeah, it's really fun uh, and really not fun all at the same time. <laughs> I, have, I have found that I think that maybe Friday is, since Friday is when Legends, I think, drops, I should probably stop doing this or I will be playing this game yet again on Friday. I haven't decided yet how this is going to work out because I've gotten to like the meat and potatoes middle of the game now and oh man, there's so much stuff to do. (laughs) I can't 100% this right now. I don't have time for that. But maybe I do. I haven't decided yet. You're just quenching that beast because you want to play the update so bad. So it feels good. It's like a halfway house. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's also a good way to kind of relearn the controls because it's not super easy. That was why I was doing it in the first place because I hadn't played in a while and Really, I, I don't need it anymore. I don't need it to be reminded anymore. It's, it's. Yeah, I, I got it. I'm good. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, because she's it. gonna be playing the new game plus in order to get the trophy if there is one. She's, you know, she's gonna be doing that, so it's gonna be playing it yet again, back to back. I, I don't want to burn it out. I don't know if you guys experience that burnout in games sometimes. Where you're like, I've been playing this for too long. I just, I oh yeah, yeah, I'm getting there, and I love this story. I love just, I, I part of me just wants to just jump on the horse and ride, ride around, just, <laughs> just do that instead. But if I didn't have to run into dudes and then kill them, it's one of those like I don't really want to. You should it, play Red Dead with us. Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> that looks like way too hardcore for me. I don't, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot more shooting, so maybe. It's yeah. See, I, I imagine that I would be that person talking about how Lewis tried to kill them moments beforehand. <laughs> like, I'd be the guy that Lewis would stumble on and be like, well, no, I'm just going to put my hat down and uh, slowly yeah. listen to these people talk about how they're going to murder me because they think I'm the person that... Just, that would be me. And <laughs> the difference is in Ghost, there's like more of an art to killing and in Red Dead, not really. It's the I exact just shoot opposite. him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exact opposite. Yeah. So, but it's it's been fun yeah. and and not fun. Like I said, all at the mm-hmm. same time because some parts of it are so easy now because I'm much better at playing the game. I think, and then secondary to that, it's also in lethal mode, so my sword's way more powerful. So you know, all in all, can't complain. Cool. I'm gonna be uh, rocking it on Friday most likely. Nice, 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 nice. 
And then uh, what about you, Troy? Uh, speaking of games that you can't play enough of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went back to Old Faithful, my comfort food, Overwatch. Oh. Uh, this is probably the, the the most I haven't played Overwatch in like four years. I've, wow. Probably because of streaming, because we're doing the Twitch stuff yeah, on yeah. twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. Nice. Um, <laughs> Plus. Did, you, did you sign into Overwatch and then just May sitting there being like, hey, where have you been? I mean, hey, we came over to your house the other I day thought, and you, uh, weren't, you weren't there. I thought we had a thing. Uh, but I wanted to tap back in because the Halloween event is here. Ooh. Is there anything new? Did you play? Uh, just costumes. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, it's pretty fun. Um, the uh, finally, Diva has a new cat costume. Oh, they've been oh, yeah. trying to get Diva a Halloween costume since like year one. It's mm-hmm. been a big did, source of contention. Did you say new cat costume? This is her second yeah, cat I know. costume. It wait, is. Wait, wait. Well, it's not a cat costume. She kind of looks like costume. a cat. It's like a demon cat. It's called a Shinryong. It's just a cat. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a white it's a, cat. It's a classic demon. Uh, has like a lore behind it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But they, so I guess, because they're running out of like classic movie monsters, they're dipping into like scary lore of different countries, which is oh, cool. That's actually yeah. kind of more interesting. Yeah, they yeah. have like two different tengus that uh, uh, Genji and Hanzo become, and they look great. Nice. Um, Winston gets to be the Wolf Man, which yeah. looks perfect. Little glasses <laughs> <laughs> and everything. And um, uh, Sigma is going to be uh, the Dread Ghost Pirate. Yeah. Okay. Is awesome. Okay. And so now, for the first time in Overwatch, you there is officially six. Uh, players that all have uh, pirate costumes, <gasps> so you can officially all yes. dress like a pirate crew Aww. and roll around. And I really want to do that. That's a new comp. That's a new comp. Yes, yeah. I don't care if it works or not. Nope. Like, it's got to. That's a new comp. Oh, so exciting. Um, so yeah, it's been nice going back, uh, playing some Overwatch. I played like too many hours of it last night. <laughs> I haven't played in a minute. So I have to go back for this. No, I need to go back. Yeah, it'll be fun. The event goes till November 3rd. So if you want those new costumes, the modes are the same. They're all in reiterative mode until Overwatch 2 comes out. Pretty much. So we're not getting new much. We're not getting like new modes or new weapons or anything like that. Just, hey, new costumes and some spins on the old content. But Overwatch, yay. Mm -hmm. Feels like home, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like that old jacket you put on that you haven't in a while. It's like, oh, you know me. Okay. (laughs) This still fits. This fits great. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And then what about you, man? What'd you play this week? This week I finished a Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bone Town. Nice. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't finished a game in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. It was definitely like me looking at credits being like, hey, I remember this feeling. I'm like, (laughs) I did it. Um, The game was really cute. Uh, It had a good story. Like, it finished well. Like, I've definitely had adventure games, and you get to the end, and you're kind of like, meh. And this one was fun. It was it was everything we thought was going to happen happened. Uh, even things that we thought sarcastically were going to happen happened, which was very funny. And I think the puzzles were overall pretty good. Mm-hmm. There were lots of Monkey Island references even mm-hmm. through the end, which was very funny. Um, and I'm looking forward to to what we're going to play next. Um, we finished it on stream, and we had a bunch of suggestions from our listeners as Ooh. watchers. Both. Both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen watchers. <laughs> listen uh, watchers. <laughs> Interactors. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think we might do another adventure game next. Yes. But but regardless of what we do next, we're also going to do Incantentmentium, uh, which is uh, another point-and-click adventure. It's only a demo, though. And it looks really cool. It's like this 18th century witch 
trial puzzle mm. kind of, I don't know. It looked cool. neat. What was the name of it again? Uh, I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. I said it Damn. twice and it was perfect. <laughs> I had to look away because I was going to start laughing into the mic. It's like, one more time. Give me one more time. Incantamentium. <clears throat> nice. Incantamentium. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Incantamentium. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. I don't know what was hard about that. I don't yeah. Know. Medieval. Yeah. Medieval incantamentium. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Yeah. Medieval incantamentium. <laughs> Sounds like a spell. Can, can you spell incantamentium for us? I N C A N T A M E N T U M. Incantamentium. I feel like I feel like Hermione would have some sort of you know like emphasis on one of those syllables. It's medieval incantium. Yum. <laughs> oh man! All right, cool. And then what good. about you, Lewis? What did you play this week? Uh, this week I played a role-playing game named Vampire or Vampire, however Vampire. you care to pronounce it, because it's spelled with a a Y V A M P Y R. So vampire. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the spelling podcast. Yes. <laughs> I always call it vampire. I think that the it it's sounds fancy. fancier. I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> the game is it's like much heavier on the role playing than I expected. Mm-hmm. Cool. In my opinion, to a negative extent. Oh. <laughs> he just wants to murder people. Charles. I just you know want to like be a vampire. This is not the game for you. No, though. this is a puzzle vampire. Game. I've been playing yeah. like two hours, and I'm like, I have been able to maybe like suck one person's blood and it was like kind of boring to do no i see you see there's like balance it's like the more people you kill the more powers you get but if you get too much powers like the the death will begin to ruin but i the haven't city even been given like, the option to like, like a political balance struggle oh yeah it doesn't even been given that option okay. and i'm just like right. playing it and the game came out in like what 2018 yes. yeah. yeah yeah it looks like it came out in 2014 <laughs> oh <laughs> he's <laughs> not wrong <laughs> it really does i'm like i don't think it's well, a i don't think it's a major game studio. I well, think it's well. Well, yeah. look, look. The, the makers I mean, of Vampire are the same makers that did Life is Strange. They're used to making those like dialogue heavy okay. games. Okay. Well, that is very obvious. And, it makes so, sense. yeah, what, <laughs> what they were trying to do is is branch out of just doing dialogue driven. Uh, um, they uh, didn't. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. <laughs> Especially because like there's one part where I'm talking to this guy in this office and he's giving a monologue. Yeah. And when he's giving a monologue, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I noticed he did something with his hand. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I kept watching. And then he did the same exact thing with his hand. And then still going, exact same thing with his hand. I'm like, oh, he's on a loop. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, man. They couldn't have him do anything else. He's just doing the same gesture with his hand every so often. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a big studio. Who no. <laughs> I think what Lewis is saying is he got this game for free through PS Plus, yep. and that was too much money. Wait. Yep. Oh, no, it's a, it, okay, it's for, I also I, played this game. It is a very good game. It's not what Lewis wants. Yeah, I know. It's just Say, a bad game. The game has beautiful music yeah like whoa yeah they always do the music is top notch if they just gave me the music no video game and just like an <laughs> audiobook i'd be all about it because that's what it is is that game free on playstation it Plus is right, right now? now yeah oh, i didn't know that because yeah, i nice. wanted to play it because i'm like oh yeah, cool too. maybe i could do this for a murder hour murder power hour you know taste of dragons gaming network streaming twitch um <laughs> <laughs> there is more murder later i promise yes. I 
hope so. I'm going to yeah. keep playing it this and, week. Yeah, <laughs> it unlocks like, this whole hospital, and you can murder anyone in the hospital. Really? Because I've been walking yeah. all up and down the hospital. I can murder no one in really? it. Really? The, the, the idea of that game is to tell a vampire story with like an ethical slant and then have you live within it. So I don't think this is the murdering game that you may be looking for. I don't. I don't care if my ethics go negatively towards me. I just want the option to kill anyone yeah. I want. Well, I, so I think you have to learn about them and get them to the point you where you've collected all of their information before, and before you can murder you can them. Before you murder yeah. them, yeah. So I guess I have to learn everyone's backstory. And <laughs> yeah, and they don't have their backstory. You have to like find it and talk to other people. And I can't and... skip dialogue. <laughs> no. It's, it's a... It's about the dialogue. This man. is the this is the anti Lewis game. Yeah. Well, no, because look, I like good story games and I like playing good role playing games, but this is just like, too slow. Yeah, it's well, definitely... it's, especially because it drops you in, you wake up, and you're a vampire already. Yeah, they yeah. they drop you in it immediately. I'm like, yeah. you gonna make me a vampire from the get, mm -hmm. but then you're still gonna make me wait. Well, you're you're a new vampire though. You don't know what you're doing. I know, so I should yeah. be vicious if I'm a new vampire. This is a different type of vampire. You're a baby vampire. Oh, but half the time he's like, they don't even do inner monologues. He speaks out loud to don't the you, empty room. Don't you murder your sister? Yes, right at the beginning. Yeah. So what? What are you talking about? Well, I don't get to do it. He does it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't say press X or press square. It just happens, and I'm like, Lewis, you can press X anytime you want. <laughs> oh, I, bet I, could. I bet I could. Look, the game is beautiful music. I'm waiting to see, and if by next Monday I can kill more people. Then it'll be next Monday's game. If okay. not, I'm okay. so sorry. I gotta find another Halloween game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. And that's yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, cool. So that was your game, Vampire. Yes, Vampire. Nice. All right, so I'll do it for our games. That brings us to our news segment. News, news, I'm not adding anything after that. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> Uh, to start us off this week, an influencer was sued by Nintendo over their po Pokemon trademark. Uh, the TikToker, Poke Princess, went onto Nintendo's radar when she tried to trademark her name. Well, that, was a, that was a bad move. No, I, uh, I created Pokemon. I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah poke, poke could be anything, yeah. right? Except for that her merchandise that she sells has actual Pokemon on it. Oh, oh no. It says, yeah, but she's the princess of Pokemon, so like, <laughs> yeah. do copyrights even apply to her? Exactly. <laughs> there are no Pokemon princesses, well, if I recall correctly. Not when Nintendo's the queen. No. Oh. <laughs> they don't have any offspring. <laughs> Damn, you're right. Yeah, like there's shirts that says, like, those shirts, if I saw it on somebody, I would think that it was sold at Nintendo's official store. Because oh. it actually says Poke Princess, that's and then the it has like a giant Mew well, on it. That's, that's oh. got to be an easy fix, right? Can she just like put her face on, on, on the Pokemon and be like, nope, um, it's a Poke Princess. That would <laughs> be creepier. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's not actually a bad idea. I, I was thinking it's more probably the text than, and the silhouette use and, and yes. whatnot that they're really having a problem with. Because yeah. they, they obviously have the text itself yeah, created she, for that. Yeah, she, uh, she doesn't, the, the, the person, she doesn't blame Nintendo. She actually blames her own ignorance on the whole legal system. She's like, oh. it's just my stupidity. I try to trademark something that obviously clearly wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's, that's good awareness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's now known as Digital Princess. Digi Princess. Oh, Digi Princess. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Digimon. Uh -oh. Digimon. <laughs> Does that still exist? I yeah. didn't say it. You did. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, 
just gonna go down the long right? road. So, so not only did she change her name, but she also had to give uh, Nintendo all of her proceeds that she ever made off of her oh, merchandise sales. Damn. Which, again, they look like they could have been from Nintendo, like proper. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. And then but... uh, also, a lot of people suggest that she also got Nintendo's ire because uh, she runs an OnlyFans off the same name. Oh, so okay. she does adult content at the same time. Oh. So, and you have to pay for that, and that's got Poke in it. Yeah, so, I'll you do know. It. He gets you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, understood. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're going to cut that out. <laughs> That'll be cut, right? We can cut, can that. cut that out. It's fine. It's fine. She's writing, don't cut that. <laughs> no, no. Joe has a special file for all of the time. She's disappointed. Oh, no. I saw Joe's face. She's cutting that out. <laughs> she did the eye squint like that. Oh. <laughs> it happens. It happens. And then many games this week went gold, right, Troy? That's right. So, I mean, the PlayStation is a month away. So is the Xbox. And so there are a lot of uh, first-party games that are finally getting their seal of approval. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, gold. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, gold. Uh, Godfall, gold. Uh, Bug Snacks. (laughs) What is is the gold mean? That means that it's going to the printers to be pressed. Ah, so okay. it's the very final version. Oh, so that's what it, it means. Out. It's it, done. No, yes. no, no. It means that they're going to press it onto a disc, and then when you put it in your PlayStation, you're going to have to load an hour of updates. Yes, that makes but sense. That version. Oh, that, <laughs> that makes complete sense. But essentially, what it means is that they're no longer working on it. Wow. And they're just working on getting it out to us. Wow. So which is exciting. Those games are done. Those games are done. Isn't it exciting? They're done. I mean, I mean, they're still going to have problems. Yes. Oh, for sure. They're gonna have <laughs> like, and you're definitely going to have a day one update. But oh, yeah, 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 oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I'll like, put it in. It'll be like two hours. I'll be like, well, I guess but I'll go is, do nothing. It's mostly done. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that means at least the 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 date it's going to be sold is correct. Yes. <laughs> Good. No de- no more delays. No more delays is what yes. that means. Yeah. <laughs> good. good. Exactly. So, so uh, that's good. That's yeah, good. That just gets my hype up for the the next for next month. Oh, everything it, drops. It was hyped because you were doing gold and you're like pulling like a yeah, like, man. A, like a slot machine. Like a slot machine. Yeah. You were cha-ching in that. <laughs> I am ready to lose money. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to give him my gold. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what little I have left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fun news, a fish discovered a new Pokemon Sapphire glitch. <laughs> I don't even understand what this means. I'm gonna right? You to I'm going to explain. So, so I'm going to first explain the glitch. So the glitch allows you to duplicate rocks on a seafloor. So one of the puzzles, you have to like push around rocks using uh, the strength okay. um, thing. Uh, and the fish discovered that if you're doing a certain motion that it'll start duplicating rocks so you can't actually do anything and it's a glitch nobody's Wait, known about the fish and the fish is from youtuber mute kamaru and what he does is he has a motion tracker um watching his fish and what it does is it interprets the mis- the fish's motions into oh my gosh control oh my of gosh. the game so real Whoa. fish real in fish. a tank yes he has a motion tracker on and they're controlling the character correct he wanted to wow. see if, like, like through, like, um, you know how they do Twitch plays? Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to see if his fish could randomly finish Pokemon Sapphire. And wow. instead, they discovered a glitch. Yes. <laughs> That's incredible. That's, right? That's crazy. And it, and it took them 2,333 hours just so far just to find this glitch. <laughs> I can't even. be in the game, though. No. I, <laughs> okay, just me. I don't even think I can keep fish alive for that, for that long. For a long time. <laughs> I don't know if they're the same fish. You know, oh. that's, <laughs> How many fish has he gone through? I mean, granted, I mean, 
that is only less than 10, 100 days running continuously. Right, so right. It isn't like a, a forever long time, it's but it's still a, a long fish. time. Yeah. yeah. Fish got 14 days. That's my shelf life for fish. Because I, I need an animal to remind me to feed it. Otherwise, <laughs> bye? Is that your response? No, just my response is usually, oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. I, I should have done right. that. They, they always eat each other or the water's wrong. Or, sorry, we don't have to talk oh about that. Oh my God, we should do this. Stop. <laughs> oh, Whoa. I see there's only one left. Well. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we were talking about animals earlier? And I not, do. <laughs> not killing them? <laughs> I didn't kill them. <laughs> they just died. <laughs> but moving on. Now, uh, finally, for some epic Apple news, we got Joe. Uh, this past week, Apple and Epic went in front of the judge once again and the judge decided that she was going to hand them both a kind of a bit of humble pie. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she uh, she basically explained that she understands where her place in this is and she's I'm just a, she basically said I'm just a stepping stone for both of you to go on to a much bigger court to try and break the system. But the good news of it all is that she basically told Apple, you cannot stop them from being able to develop with the Unreal Engine on your platform. <laughs> You cannot stop them. It actually makes the bystanders of, of this very petty thing that you're both doing to each other. It makes all the bystanders have a problem. It's going to hurt the whole system. And there's no need for you both to be doing this kind of stuff to each other. This so way. Kinda, right, like this. She came down pretty hard on Apple, basically telling them, you can't do that. So Epic was like, you know, nanny nanny boo boo, like, you know, ha ha ha, <laughs> fingers in the air and whatnot. And then, and then the judge turned to them and said... They don't have to put Fortnite back on their system. They don't have to put any of your games on their system if they don't want to. Wow. They're not allowed to use this as their reason for telling you you can't put these things on there. You're both in a legal battle. You're both in a lawsuit. So it makes perfect sense for why every Apple user does not have to have Fortnite anymore. So that sucks for you guys, I guess. Maybe Ooh. you shouldn't have done what you did and make a backdoor process to purchase th for your people to purchase it directly from you in direct disagreeance with what you signed to in a contract. And then Apple's like, ha, 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 ha. And then the judge turns to Apple and is like, oh, don't, don't, don't do this. She, <laughs> she picked up the tea. She sipped a little of that tea. And then she went to town on both of them. Basically, mm -mm. really, they both needed to hear it. Ooh, they got in trouble with mom. <laughs> they went to the principal's yeah. office. And, oh, and she my also, goodness. She also specifically mentioned Xbox, PlayStation, and all the other places that have their own gateway systems as mm -hmm. well. And she's like, this is going to affect you guys as well. This is also part of the same right. thing. And so she, she called out all of them, which is what we have done as well when this first yep. started. So. Yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, Epic, what are you doing? It, it, if this was more like purposeful, it just seems like Epic is doing this for the lulls. And that's what's like so well, weird think, to I me. I think they're doing it because they want to rock up the whole system, which is like, hey, I want to sell Fortnite. And when someone buys five bucks on Fortnite, I want all five dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I, I made that game. I don't want Sony to have to. Which I think is it's a it's an interesting discussion but because it, if it's, you're playing it on Sony's platform, yeah. then like but it's hey, a venue. Play it if yeah. I didn't have my console. Like if, so. if I'm if I'm a like a like a theater actor, and if I go to a theater, like the theater's going to get some money off of my payment. I'm not going right. to get all of it, mm -hmm. but that's because I need a place to perform. Like they just, need a place for their game to go. Just like right. every lawsuit, this seems like a conversation that they could have had. Yeah, but easily yeah. definitely. And this is kind of like how um, Joe and I have been talking about this for weeks now. We've noticed on Apple a lot more. Things Things if you things if that you buy on Apple are more expensive. Like if you try to buy YouTube Red on Apple, it's fourteen ninety nine. But if you try to buy it anywhere else, or if you just it's buy it on your computer, it's twelve ninety nine or nine ninety nine. Yeah. 
because they have to give Apple 30% of whatever they charge on their yep. system. Same with Twitch, same with same a lot Twitch. of things. Like yeah. I've noticed with tons of things that I normally would have just pressed a button on my iPhone to just purchase whatever it is so I can immediately buy whatever it is. And now I look at it and go, I think I'm going to check on my computer first. I don't know why that extra dollar bothers me, but it does. It should. Yeah. Mm. And, the, and the stuff with like Twitch is interesting because it's like I can pull up Twitch on my browser and I'm using a browser to mm-hmm. get to there or I can pull up Twitch on my phone. Why am I paying Apple a dollar? I'm not paying... I'm looking at my laptop, Lenovo a dollar, like because I'm using a Lenovo device, but like this, essentially they're the same, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, so I can systems. see both sides of the conversation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is something we've, we've talked about ad nauseum before. And it's, it's going to be interesting where this goes to. Cause like she said, and I agree with the judge, this is just a stepping stone to yeah. a greater court system. Oh. There's no way this is ending with her. One of the things that I found, uh, the end all that the judge said, uh, they basically, the judge said, okay, cool. So since you guys don't want to agree with them and they don't want to agree with you and you both think you're in the right, what's move for a uh, jury by your peers. Let's move to a court court date. We're going to do it next October and there'll be people there and you'll have a jury. And there were both both sides are like, no, 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 no. We don't want a jury. We do not want people deciding whether we're allowed to do this to each other or not. And the judge was like, and this is why I'm just a stepping stone. So they both (laughs) agreed to having another uh, appeal essentially or another... uh, I don't remember. I feel like this is just going to come down to a fist fight. (gasps) I would actually be totally cool with that because at least the fist fight, if it would be like Tim Sweeney and like Tim Cook and just like Tim on Tim violence, that'd be fister. But no, like I I, I think that the judge made it very clear as they were saying, no, we don't want it by a jury. The judge is like, and this is why we'll come back in about a month and we'll discuss it again. And next year in July, I believe, is when they're pushing for an A- a court-approved uh, judge to decide. So whichever side gets to buy the judge is basically the one that's probably going to win. And now I want you both to go home, go to your rooms, and you don't get dinner until you finish your homework. <laughs> but Fortnite! Like <laughs> I meant to say you don't get TV night. until you finish your homework, not dinner. <laughs> that would be abuse. Yeah, I starving a kid over here? <laughs> All right, cool. And then that brings me to my favorite part of this week, which is... Turn up for what? Turn it for what? And this week is with Joe from Katsusando. Welcome to another eerie week in Animal Crossing. The Tsar of Halloween Jack will be here soon. He and your villagers will be expecting candy on October 31st, so be sure to stock up on candy from your local nooks to avoid disappointing the annual visitor. Pumpkin patches are popping up all over everyone's island. Some islanders have created patches that extend to massive amounts of their islands. Persephone on the island of Mount Mochi created a patch that had 360 pumpkin starts planted lovingly and cared for each day. Quite plentiful. Many islanders are theming their islands for spooky season. We've seen islands all decked out to scare you year-round, like Red Link the Heroes Island, which has multiple haunted houses, a newly created Camp Crystal Lake filled with bloodied campground, and a scary murder forest. While islanders on Peridian... They are theming their island after the beloved Halloween movie classic, Hocus Pocus, complete with a cafe with black flame candles on the tables and designs of the Sanderson sisters brewing a potion in the back. And that's your slice of Animal Crossing pie for this week. This is Joe from Katsusando reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Back to you, dragons. Turnip for what? (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah, the Sanderson sisters one is awesome. <laughs> when I saw his his decked outness, I was like, "Whoa!" He like has simple panels with them all drawn on them. Like each, it looks really great. Like it kind of made me sad. He's like, "Oh man, I'm not theming mine enough. This is <laughs> what's happening. This is great." 
Nice, nice. All right, cool. So I'll do it for the news. That brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. And Troy's bringing it to us this week. So last week we talked about some uh, video game themed movies that were coming out, Monster Hunter, and last year we had Sonic. And I was kind of thinking of the idea of what games were actually made from movies. Not necessarily movies made from games, but Mm -hmm. games that were made from movies. So whether it's a franchise or an original or something. And I wanted to see like, well, what do you think the developers were hoping to convey when it came to translating a hour and a half long experience into a game, which is usually Mm -hmm. like tens of hours long. You mean like aside from additional money? (laughs) Aside from money, from the obvious, just more money. mm, You're right. I think I think that does play a a big factor into it. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. I I think it definitely depends on the game. So, like the Back to the Future Telltale series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a side story. That's a or it's a continuation. continuation. It's a continuation. And so I get what they're trying to say with that. And Mm -hmm. then you have other games, which I think like um, uh, from the new Mummy movie with Tom Cruise. They, they made oh. yeah they made like a, a really cool side scrolling oh, like okay. really dope looking yeah. game and that I think it was just to have a really dope looking game I think, from <laughs> I think if I remember correctly the game was actually way better than the movie it was <laughs> I saw it on a uh, on a GDQ it looked amazing <laughs> so it like seems in, in that case like just having the movie franchise name gave a developer who was probably already making that game by itself like yeah. a nice uh, cover to get their game out to more people. I believe so, yeah. I feel like this this started with like a classic, uh, we've released a children's movie and then we're going to convert that into a platformer. And then just big movie moments were platform levels. Mm -hmm. They did that with like a lot of the Disney movies. They did that. Isn't Mm -hmm. that how the epically terrible E.T. game was? Yes. Like there was a lot of like our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, although that was arguably a game first. Right. My, my, My favorite childhood games are like Aladdin and Lion King, like all these movies that are Batman. Man, yeah. the, the the specifically yeah. the movie mm-hmm. version of mm-hmm. it, um, like so as a kid, like I grew up on these on these uh, movie games, so to speak, and I, I for me they definitely tuned into the feelings that I would feel while watching the movie, um, with excitement or adventure. Now that I'm in it, I it, it I actually feel like I'm the one perpetuating the story forward. But they were always weird. Like def- because because they're trying to make it into an uh, uh, an experience that's longer than an hour and a half, they add a bunch of weird crap in there. I'm pretty sure at one point you go into the genie's lamp in the Aladdin game, and it is weird in there. It was very odd. Clouds with faces and things boinging around. Oh. Ooh, yeah, and especially in those movies, a lot of those are just exposition. You're just talking. You're doing a lot of things. But games, they have to be Active. you know interactive. You yeah. have to be interactive. You're Especially those games, you have to be interactive with children. So it's like, all right, well, I guess we'll just make it really difficult and you have to fight a, a million guards <laughs> or, or jump over, you know, these pits or whatever. And we'll just make it really hard. That yeah. way they don't get anywhere. Because really, in reality, those games can be beaten in like 30 minutes. They can. Yeah. yeah. No, I disagree. Jurassic Park cannot be beaten in 30 minutes. You there are, are parts wrong. of that game that there's no, I don't even know what kind of magic oh. genie you had to be to beat that. I remember levels. that. It was like a top down. Yeah. You moved yeah, around the park right. shooting animals. I mean, dinosaurs. Yeah, there's a boat level of but, it that I thought was ridiculous. Yeah, and so. I think those early games definitely was. It was just about money. It was about, yeah. hey, look, yeah. this is very popular with kids. Yeah. 
kids like playing these video games. Let's put out a video game. They were right. And I think now, because now we are those kids, or mm-hmm. we were those kids, now it really is, I think, more about continuing a story or telling a different version of the story yeah. or yeah. a different side of the story. One of my favorite like movies turned into a game were, uh, was uh, Mad Max oh, okay. uh, made oh, by man. Avalanche Studios. Yeah. They didn't do any oh, of the plot yeah. lines from any of the Mad Max movies. They nope. just took the character, the environment, and the yeah those two things pretty That's much. It. And the style. The, the and, universe, basically. Yeah, yeah, the universe. And they made uh, an original tale within it that felt so visceral and actually felt more like the movies <laughs> than some of the movies. Did. It was a nice open world uh, game. Yeah, it and, really was. And that game was enjoyable if you if you watched the movie or not. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. The only, but, the only thing that was tying them together, like you said, was the universe and the main character. And and to be honest, they also found like very smart key moments from the games to like sprinkle in, like mm-hmm. in uh, Mad Max. Ooh, the one with Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, the new one, Dirty Dusty Road. Dusty, <laughs> That's Dusty, not what road. Dusty Road. Fury, Fury Road. Fury Road. Yeah. There you go, Mandy. <laughs> See, I was close. You were. You were, you were <laughs> close. Dusty and Fury. <laughs> With Mad Max Fury Road, they have that amazing sandstorm that like takes over. It's a brilliant part of that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens in Mad Max just randomly, and you just feel it rumbling and look in the horizon and see this cloud of yeah, dust coming, and you epic. gotta hold on to something. Yeah. Like that's a cool thing they got from the movies and like smartly utilized. Mm-hmm. I find games that pander too much to the movies really ineffective. Um, I remember like the last half of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, the wow. Harry Potter movie games mm-hmm. were pretty much just like beat to beat what happened in yeah. the movies yeah. and were like barely a game. Which is sad because the first few were very good. See, there was only mm-hmm. one Harry Potter game that I enjoyed and it, was, it wasn't it was even like the Harry Potter story. It was just a Quidditch game. Yeah. <laughs> was, oh, yeah. It was just like, hey, you remember that, that little sport you saw in the movie? How about if we do a whole league of it Expand and you just on it. play in that league? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And it was so fun. You could play in the World Cup. It was so cool. And I think that's where I'm at when it comes to games from movie franchises that take a little part of it or, or make their own spin on it and make their, their own uh, entity within the game. I, I think Lego is the best example of that, is that they are basically, I'm doing beat for beat what this movie was, but it's our own version of it. Because you don't need the movie again. You want something that's like that and or that with a twist. Mm-hmm. Or, so it's uh, funny. You yeah. Know, like Lego Star Wars trilogy games are just <laughs> oh my gosh. silliness. But. Yeah, and they, br- and they break story. the fourth wall all the time yeah. as well. So it's just... It's amazing. They're just making a parody of the main game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is the movie, but funny (laughs) i think maybe only like one of the first spider-man or spider-man 2 the ones that were based off of toby mcguire Mm -hmm. were actually like hey this just feels like the movie and it feels great yeah Yeah. like that's all uh but other than that i feel it's probably pretty hard to try and and capture that yeah it's probably it's probably the primary difference is like hey if you're if you made a movie and then you're making a game just to make money and you don't have anyone who's like super passionate about that being a project i feel like when the game comes out you can kind of tell Mm -hmm. um versus like hey we watched Mad Max and we grew up with Mad Max and it's like so important to us and we have all these people that are super passionate about this project mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think they do more of the latter now yeah. I think they made their mistakes early on with just like hey kids will just buy platformers right and then <laughs> that didn't work out so yeah not that every movie adaptation into a video game is good but no but <laughs> no if, no I think if they move <laughs> forward with that idea I think yeah. we could see at least better movie games in the future yeah because yeah. because again right now they're not selling to parents anymore no. they're selling directly to the consumer for the most part yeah and so it's like hey instead of hey parents buy this game for your kid because they love the movie it's hey 
buy this game because it gives you a little bit more from the movie that you really loved. Yeah. And honestly, now a lot of the parents are people that started playing video games when they were like in their late teens, 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. I think probably the most effective movie into games that I've ever played is only I found recently, and that's the Friday the 13th. Um, game yes that like perfectly because you get to play both as jason and the can and the counselors depending on the variant Mm -hmm. and i think it's because of it being a multiplayer game it gives you that wild card of fear because you can't control what's going to happen and you can never quite be ready for it and it's perfect it yeah it definitely puts you into that movie because if you're jason you know you're unstoppable if you can find them, there's nothing they can do to stop you. And if you're a camper, you know you can't do anything but run. Yeah, and it's and fantastic. It, it's just focusing in on the stalking part of the exactly. movies instead of all the build up. And I think that's that's why they found people who really loved it. It was a fan made game, mm-hmm. and they found the part that really up. works for for uh, games. Well, yeah. and it also got killed. <laughs> oh, yeah, it blew up. It got died. It, it got murdered by you know but trademarks. Like and like Jason, it, it came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every year. It, isn't it still a thing though? Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's you can still I think purchase it maybe, uh, but you can't purchase. There's gonna be nothing new coming out. Yeah, it. they got sued but like the, the game exists how it is now forever as long as people will but they continue. can never add to it no no damn not allowed that sucks nope. didn't get the trademarks or anything because every single jason is a different person or it's different it's owned by a different company oh, and, and they just many. they just did it yeah they, they didn't ask <laughs> yeah they they uh, beg for forgiveness instead of yeah. ask for permission but hey yeah. i'm fine with that i yeah. get to play it every year yeah it exists. Okay. yeah <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, cool. I think that'll do it for our uh, Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. I do, I do, I do, I do. It's the Dragon of the Week, so don't you freak. It's the Dragon of the Week, and it doesn't leak. The Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week. It doesn't leak. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a cauldron. No, it's all patched it's up. Not our house. No. Right? <laughs> nope. Oh, God. <laughs> Dragon of the Week is our chance to learn a little bit about different people behind the industry that we love to play in. So people, places, companies. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about and learning about a really cool composer. Who is it, Brian? That's right. The uh, composer is going to be Matoi Sakuraba. Uh, he is the composer of pretty much everything that comes from Japan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is just the composer. And, and you'll understand why once I get into it, because, man, <laughs> I just looked up like one specific game. Like, hey, who is the composer of this? And it was him. I was like, all right, cool. I, I just typed in his name. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this oh guy has done God. so many things. That's cool. So uh, Sakuraba was born in the Akita Prefecture of Japan on August 5th, 1965. Uh, He fostered a love of music at a very young age when he received piano lessons in preschool. And uh, he ended up quitting, though, when his original teacher, who was very nice, got replaced by a mean-spirited one. Oh, man. (laughs) He's like, I want Mrs. Jones, and I will... I don't know where I'm going with this, but... (laughs) Jones is a very Japanese name. That's why I stopped, because... Starts with a J. (laughs) Because I was going to do, like, a Japanese name, but I'm like, I don't want to say something that's going to be, like, really insensitive. Good choices. It was just over after that. So he ended up dropping it until high school when he decided to give it another go. Uh, he used up all of his savings to purchase a synth- 
synthesizer and ended up becoming something of a name amongst his school and how well he performed. At the age of five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> High school. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, okay which okay. was age of six. So. Oh, man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Preschool DJ sounds awesome, though. right? <laughs> Yo, I want that Yo, name. That's a great DJ name. Oh, man. What's preschool going on? DJ. Preschool DJ. Burr, burr, burr. This is uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. That's for you, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you behind the playground, girl. Mm. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so now we're segueing. We're segueing. Uh, now we're going on tangents in dragons. Man, it, we have just devolved. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, in 1983, he went to college at the University of Meiji uh, and he took a synthesizer with him. Uh, there he formed a group called Clashed Ice with another student and so after graduating they got signed by made in japan records and uh, they added another member to their band and they called that new band deja vu that's great that's like, perfect. This is the yeah, 80s. We're this doing is it like, again. hey, we can just make up, we can come up with anything. And that's, it can't be uh, trademarked yet because, you know, it's the start of everything. This <laughs> is the 80s. <laughs> and so they actually had a lot of success during this time as they toured all over Japan. They only released one album, though, in 1988 called Baroque in the Future. Oh, gosh. Why are they so good at names? <laughs> Clashed Ice. Clashed Ice is Deja gold. Vu, Baroque in the Future. Like, what? And, oh, gosh. And, it, and the entire album was to present Baroque music in a futuristic way that's so on the nose i love it right it's so obvious it's genius right and it was composed entirely by sakuraba and uh, the band would eventually split though the following year due to you know differences being a band in the 80s but sakuraba continued to compose music he released a solo album but then he saw how fleeting the music industry was because his previous band you know dissolved and then the studio where he actually did his entire album mm-hmm. uh, file for bankruptcy? <laughs> so he's wait, like, wait, is file for bankruptcy the name of the album? No. <laughs> <laughs> Translated, yeah. <laughs> Dope name. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> A little too on the nose, I yeah. think, as well. You know. <laughs> Uh, but because of all this, he's like, you know, I should probably find some work in a stable industry. Uh, so this being the late 80s, though, in Japan. So, you know, the gaming industry was just booming. And so he's like, you know, I'd like to try that out. You know, let's see how it is. And since he had already had experience with the synthesizer, it wasn't too much of a leap to go into the gaming industry because mm-hmm. that's how it was pretty much made. So in 1989, he became the resident composer of Wolf Team, a subsidiary of Telenet Japan. So he would score at about 50 games over the next four years. That's a lot of games. That is a lot of games. Were games going out of style? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is late 80s, early 90s, man. Oh, yeah. They they pushed out everything. They were just like games. Everything. And he didn't do them all alone. You know, he actually had coded some of them. How do you compose for 50 games on on that hardware where it's so limited? Sometimes you go bloop, bloop, bleep. And then sometimes you go bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. 50 times? Yeah. You're running out of bloop, bloops. No, no. There are plenty of bloop, bloops. There are always more bloop, bloops. Hey, he's very good at his job, okay? (laughs) And I I will say he was because uh, he did it for for systems such as like the PC-8801 to the MSX to the Genesis. Wow. He gained a reputation amongst his colleagues for being the most efficient and adaptable composer of all of them. He's got to be. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, during the end of his tenure there, his most famous work happened, and that was for Tales of Fantasia in 1995. Okay. And uh, because he had worked on so many games on so many different genres over the years he had no trouble arranging the score to be varying uh, for all the different scenes that require the different emotions oh. so he did like the battle music he did like the touching scenes 
you know, he did everything and he was like, oh, this is no problem. I've been doing these, all these different genres this entire time. Done. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is one game? Oh, but this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Let me crack my knuckles here. Let's go. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. Uh, and this was also, unfortunately, the downfall of his time at Telenet Japan uh, because the game was repeatedly delayed and Namco had had enough. The Nanko was like, all right, we're, we're just done. We don't, oh, I don't want to deal with you guys. Fault. All that that's not his fault. Absolutely yeah. not. No, no, no. But unfortunately, because of all that, he was kind of collateral damage. Yeah. He's like, I got my music in on time, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, we're good. I'm good. So, so he ended up having to go freelance uh, because they let, they let him go. They, they couldn't okay. have him on his yeah. full time anymore. But he didn't stray far as he kept in touch with all of his former colleagues at Wolf Team. Uh, and they had managed to still produce music for all of the Tales series. And so they included him on all of them. So just uh, just a uh, foreshadow a little bit. He's done all the music for all the Tales of series. <laughs> is there a rough amount of how many games that is? I'm gonna say 15. 15. 10 wow. to 15. Dude. Something like that. That's a franchise. Over all like these an years. afternoon for him. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. totally. And then one of the other former members of his Wolf team, uh, Masaki Uno worked over at Camelot Software Planning and specifically requested him to create the scores for all of their games. Wow. Damn. And so in case you were wondering, uh, he would make the scores for such games as Mario Sports. Bam. Golden Sun. Bam. And yes. the Shining series. Oh. Dang, series. Yeah, the entire Gosh. series. Uh, but his greatest works were still yet to come Holy as crap. another former Wolf team member had founded Tri-Ace uh, after all the tales of Fantasia stuff. Uh, and they too had requested him <laughs> <laughs> to make the scores for their games. And uh, you want to know what those games were? Oh, God. Please. Just a, just a couple of little games called Star Ocean and Valkyrie Profile. Oh, crap. Star oh. Ocean's huge. Star Ocean is a huge. <laughs> Holy crap. And he did all of that original series as well, as well as the Valkyrie Profile ones. Gosh. Valkyrie Profile was great. Yeah. I never played that. It was very good. and so granted he was doing those games all of those things all the ones for the other people as well as still doing the scores for the tales of series Mm -hmm. like he was doing so many games uh he would work between 12 to 20 hour days and would only sleep about three hours a night okay that makes more sense yeah Yeah. i was 50 games in four years that makes sense i was waiting for the shoe to drop yeah Where's the part where he goes into the hospital? (laughs) Uh, I don't know because I didn't get to that part. Or like (laughs) has a kid or something. I don't know. I'll get to that later. So (laughs) making music pretty much became his life. Um, And then another company had spun out of Wolf Team and it was called Tri Crescendo, uh, which is a sister company to Tri Ace. And Sakuraba would once again be tapped to create music for their games. All right. What games did they make? (laughs) Their first game to come out was none other than Batin Kaitos. For the GameCube. I don't think I know that one. Uh, it's the it's the one... I forget what it is. Basically, it was it was known for its music. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Good, 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 good. Uh, I had a uh, I had a sequel as well called Origins by Tenkatos Origins. Okay, um, and it had an amazing soundtrack, and it actually came with a soundtrack in the box in the game box itself. Oh well, wow! It, it was which was pretty awesome, uh, and I could go on with all of his game accomplishment credits but i can't like <laughs> like literally it's it's amazing how many games he's done wow. between usually usually on an average year it's between five and ten games a year gosh wow. 22 hour days wow. <laughs> it's crazy when sleep and i'm not even including his other work that he's done on anime series oh my god uh, he's done different version of game tracks that he's stop. produced for standalone cds stop he's toured Cut he's done out. a bunch of other stuff <laughs> 
And so I originally looked him up because I loved the tales of Vesperia's music. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, you know what she did. Uh, but I, then I discovered that he also did Eternal Sonata's music. Oh, which that game was so good. It's the, it's based around the music. I, I recommend that game to everybody if they haven't heard of it. I recommend this game to everyone because of the music. Yeah. It isn't isn't. Isn't it just Chopin's music? It is, it is mainly his, but, okay. he, but he definitely tweaks it. Yeah. He does a okay. lot of you know, okay. different yeah. renditions. He does you know, all the bad music, all he, that other he, jazz. He gives it some more purpose. Some pizzazz. And I love that game because that game is just Chopin's fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's entirely of that game. But that game is beautiful. I love it. That's but awesome. It makes complete sense, though. This guy is a music-making machine. Oh, and he also does the music <laughs> for all of the Dark Souls games. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not, not Demon Souls, but all of the Dark Souls. Dark Souls 1, oh 2, 3. He's done Guy. all of that music as well. Damn. Guy, calm down. <laughs> Look up his music bibliography, and I guarantee you've played something that he's done, and you love it specifically because of the music. That's amazing. It's crazy. Oh, and then I also forgot, between all of this, he still managed to find time to get married and have a daughter. <laughs> Of course, there you go. I don't know how. Let, let's be honest. That's how he gets it done. Is he's got a little piano, and, and, and she does right. half of it, and he does half of it. And the wife is in on it too. Yeah. It's a whole family business. She does the little indie games. Yeah, yeah. Like a few keys. Yeah, yeah. I think he found time for that when he was only the twelve-hour days. Ah, he was right. just like, all right, yeah. now I'm done with this. Back to twenty hours. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's amazing. Like I said, please do check out what he's done because it is—it's crazy. Again, I just looked him up because I was like, oh, Tales of Vesperia. Let's do it. Oh my god. That's yeah. my favorite part about this part of the series is it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I, I like this game. What's who, who's behind it? And you're like, they're behind everything I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So, so, yeah, that's my dragon of the week, Matoi Sakuraba. Uh, Sakuraba. Beautiful, beautiful. Infinite nice. Bloop Bloops. Infinite Bloop Bloops. That's the name of name. That's our band name. That's our band name. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to be good Bloop Bloops. They just have to be infinite. That's right. <laughs> I feel like that's actually harder. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, infinite. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Forever. It's great because as he said, oh, yeah, you're right. He like looked off into the distance yeah. and then saw <laughs> infinity. <laughs> I saw infinite bloop bloops. <laughs> but unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Ha, he, ha, bloop, bloop, bloop. But you can always find us online. That's right. Check us out at Taste of Dragons on Instagram to keep up with us weekly. We like to post uh, what we're doing throughout the week concerning all of our various uh, programming. Programming including things like Twitch. That's Uh, right. uh. Twitch.tv backslash Taste of Dragons. Uh, we have different programming every day of the week, except Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, unique, fun, friendly things you can jump in. Find your favorite show. Tell your friends about it. We'd love to see you in the chat interacting with us. Um, but we also would love to see you interacting with us on our Twitter account, which is solely focused on the indie community. Uh, Mandy runs that account. Mandy, have you come across any cool indie games you'd like to share with us? Yes. This week I wanted to talk about Arisen. Arisen is a lovely story-driven visual novel where you express your emotions through tarot cards. You unlock new tarot cards as you play, you build your deck, and that changes your adventure. It uh, just got kickstarted yesterday, so it's 100% definitely being made. 
please nice. get on to our Instagram, our Twitter, and learn about these games. Support these little developers because that's how video games get made, y'all. That is. That's that how is. It gets oh, done. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't Encantamentium. 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 There you go. There we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm floating now, Troy. We got to get it. But as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. And I'm Joe. And we are The Taste of Dragons. Bloop, 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 bloop,